FA Cup magic once again is truly well and alive after this midweek fixtures. We've seen two uh, Premier League sides get eliminated by lower teams. And once again, it definitely didn't disappoint, but left more question marks as to what the fuck are Tottenham Hotspur. No, but that's the issue we're asking every week. Yeah. If we're being honest with Tottenham, but I cannot keep saying this. The FA Cup, it's the best competition in the world. Yeah, it's definitely bringing a bit more magic in it, but I think it's now Even it's you're starting more. to believe. That's how I yeah. know it's getting. Grimsby Town. A team that were in non, the non league last season. The RFA Cup quarter finalists this year. <laughs> Amazing. 16th in League Two. Yeah, 16th in League Two, like, and they're a quarter finalist. Oh my God, no one's going to talk about Stevenage again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, absolutely fantastic to see well, uh, Grimsby Town knocking out Southampton. Gavin yeah. Holohan, two penalties either side of half-time. Absolutely and nothing, fantastic. And just nothing better than every time it good cuts the Grimsby fans. It's just a load of inflatable fish just being waved around. Because <laughs> aren't they cool? Are they what? Mar- the Mariners? I want to say Yeah. That. It's cause, because they're right on the north east coast. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I thought it was an amazing <laughs> Just quite funny. Then they throw one mm-hmm. of them at the players. He's caught it. <laughs> he's just... Yeah. It's but just... The picture caught it so perfectly. He got hit with it. He's just like... just fantastic to see a team like that and fans passion is just absolutely brilliant yeah they have had a good few last two seasons i guess you like them even more when they were the ones that disrupted wrexham and ruined the documentary (laughs) absolutely perfect fucking scumbags that they are oh that's harsh (laughs) (laughs) yeah um Poor, poor game from uh, Southampton. They've officially now crossed the full Aston Villa 2016 spectrum, in my eyes. You don't lose to lower opposition. Not three leagues lower. No, they're still in a very bad situation. It's very hard for them to get motivated, both on it and off the pitch, because the crowd, yeah, that was that was bleak. They had an yeah. empty homestand. Yeah, I mean, he says there was over 27,000 there. At I thought they had one who watched that. <laughs> no way. No, I don't think there was. I mean, that's probably from, like, tickets. 27,000 is roughly the attendant, actual like, capacity, capacity, isn't it? Yeah, roughly. No chance. Somewhere between 27 and 35k is what I believe St. Mary's can hold. But, yeah, definitely there was no chance that was... Uh, that, I mean, yeah, abysmal for Southampton. I don't, I don't even know what to say anymore. Like, yes, we've given the praise to Grimsby Town, but I think Southampton are just praying for May to come around quickly so that this season can end. Well, if they were like completely far out of in terms of. Being able to stay up, I probably agree with that, but they're not out of it, so they're still going to have some hope in that regard. But I mean, that, four points off safety at the minute. Yeah, it's very difficult, but 
you know, when you if you can somehow string together a result like you did against Chelsea, you give yourself a chance. I, th- I feel like that was just more how shit Chelsea were compared to. It starts how to look good more like that, yes. <laughs> compared to how good Southampton actually were, like yeah, Ward Paris is going to score a fantastic goal, like he did. But how, how, how much more can they rely ball. on a Ward Paris free kick? Well, yeah, I mean. It's just one of them where you, you can't be having one player and solve situations in games to try and rescue your three points. You need to be creating more throughout the game. Yeah, just completely off Southampton. And going back to what we were starting with, you could always say the same for Spurs because they cannot find any sort of consistency whatsoever. It's not in their vocabulary. Yeah. Losing 1-0 to Sheffield United. Some changes made by uh, A very good Spurs. Sheffield United team, I should say. Oh, yeah. There's a reason they're second in the Championship and are probably coming up by the looks of it, barring an almighty, like, fall. Collapse by themselves. Yeah. Which looked like it might better. start happening. They lost to Middlesbrough and then they didn't win again, I think. And But now they seem to have got back into the stride of things and Middlesbrough have dropped yeah. points as well, so it helps them. Definitely. And they've got a game in hand over uh, Bora as well, so that definitely helps. But yeah, I'm honestly left speechless now with Spurs because I just don't know what to say anymore. Yeah, I don't know. It's odd. And it, it's like you come up against a team that's tough to break down, they struggle massively. Mm-hmm. They're really, really struggled. I mean, the front three of Son and Richarlison and Mora just really struggled. Like, you put Lucas Mora, they've been trying to sell. Hmm. I mean, Richarlison, Richarlison, who hasn't scored in forever. Champions League, wasn't it, the last one? Like, wasn't that back in, like, September, October? I could be. There was a stat where the Chelsea game, they said Richarlison hadn't scored, and the Premier League was like, what? Really? Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. I was no one's talking about this enough. Yeah, like it's he's been such a massive, massive uh, flop. I mean, he's only got two assists in the Premier League, no goals, and he's only scored twice in the Champions League. But it's interesting because people will then go to the World Cup performances where he was pretty good. I thought for Brazil. Yeah. You got to do it for Tottenham as well. You can't just come back and then suddenly it doesn't work out for you. You know, yeah. I was beginning to wonder if it's the Premier League actually end up being too much for him, and maybe he goes to somewhere else like La Liga. Like if you mentioned him at Barca, he'd probably be all right. Yeah, somewhere in uh, I think European football where they play more to his style like they do with Brazil, then he probably will thrive. But this Tottenham Hotspur team just doesn't work for him. I mean, yes, there's been a lot of times when he's been coming off the bench uh, behind Harry Kane and that, but still, he's going to be doing it when the chances come to him, especially the other night against Sheffield United. I mean, that's one of the prime examples to kickstart your season and get in and amongst the goals again. And the less said about Son, the better, because he's just a shell of what it, we believe of him this yeah. season. He, I, don't know, I don't know what's happened. Just no confidence whatsoever. No. He, he always seems to be great when he comes off the bench. It's it's so weird. Mm. As he drank some of the every brand fluid. 
Is that <laughs> definitely so? It seems. We. Uh, I always wonder what's happening with Kanta a little bit. Uh, well, he's still making a full, full recovery from his uh, illness, but I'm sure there has been some reports saying he could be back for this weekend's game for them. I think, other than his health, I think he's gone after this season. See, I, I'm theorising, yeah, I'm purely speculating, but I'm almost wondering if this is almost a Gerard Hulier situation with, with Villa all those years ago. His health ended up being a bigger factor. Yeah. And he left us because that has to come first. I always oh. wonder, what we're seeing Antonio Conte stay in Italy right now because of this. Maybe he would want that full time. Yeah. It, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. And hey, a return to Juventus is always on the cards, I feel like. Mm. For him, even if even if he just takes like a break from management for all, like just a Italy year in general, so. just give him the Italy job again. Yeah, but obviously it's been like a tough uh, twelve months for him, losing so many close friends as well. Obviously, he's uh, one of his coaching staff at Tottenham passed away. Obviously, yeah. he was close friends with uh, Gianluca Vialli as well, uh, and I think there was another person I can't think of the top of my head who also passed over the last 12 months so I think that has also came to light um, when he was first getting his treatment and uh, there was talk about like his contract situation is like he might actually leave at the end of the season due to like how much grief he's had to go through and uh, now obviously taking into consideration his health as well so it wouldn't surprise me if we hear before the end of the season that Conte won't return yeah, and I think just back. He may return to the touchline, but um, oh, yeah. returning to the Spurs next season, I don't see that happening at all. Yeah, I almost put it down to where they finish. I think if they miss out Champions League, he should walk. Just purely for himself, if anything. Well, I think, isn't his contract up? Well, yeah, the contract's anyway. up anyway. So. But, you know, if they get top four in the end, they would maybe want to keep him, you think? But again, I know I'm speculating purely, and it's a tough one to 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 work out in a way. Oh, 100 percent, it is, and I think that's what he himself has got to try and figure out over the next couple of months as to whether he wants to continue with Tottenham, not just because of like the poor results, but like his health and everything else around it. Whether he thinks it's the right for him to continue, and obviously. When it comes to stuff like that, like you said, you've got to put your health and welfare before anything else in the world. Yes. Uh, do you want to run for the rest of the FA Cup results? Do you not think that was too surprising, I thought? Uh, Brighton knocking off Stoke 1-0. Uh, championship side Blackburn locking out, knocking out Leicester City 2-1. Fulham beating Leeds by two goals to nil. Burnley beating Fleetwood 1-0 and both Manchester sides picking up victories with Manchester City winning 3-0 against Bristol City and Manchester United uh, beating West Ham by three goals to one, including a lovely goal from Alejandro Garnacho. Don't like his hair. Like This needs to be said now. I'm sorry, but he looks like the guy from this country. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> Who told him that was a good idea? It sucks. You're supposed to be a future superstar in waiting, potentially. Get a different haircut. Very loud. Has he modelled himself on David Beckham in 1994? Like, what the fuck is that? Hey, we've all had our blonde periods in the past. No, it sucks. Even if he dyed it back to his normal cut, that's terrible. Like, awful. As long as it doesn't uh, impact his on-the-field performances, I don't care. Is, is that what's powering him? The blonde hair dye? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's getting someone to a, a longer contract. He clearly looks the business. Yeah, I mean, it looks... A lot of reports have been going around saying that it looks practically done like a... Should he be starting? Deal. No. And I'm just going to go on the basis, if if we remember when Anthony Alanga was roughly in the same position, everyone was saying, yeah. oh, he's a quality player. And then he got thrusted into the limelight. <laughs> and then <laughs> He got thrusted into the limelight, into the first team position, and it just hasn't worked for him. So He's even been playing for me, Dortmund and the loan spell that he's currently on. Is he still there? Yeah, I don't know why you'd recall him. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, while you're going on that, I'm happy to search it. Um, I didn't think that line went through. Yeah, he's not just—he's not just sat there on your bench, is he? No, he's in. Uh, I'm sure he's, he didn't go to Dortmund. Did he not? I mean, that's probably why I heard anything. But that would explain it. But the point, I guess, we can't actually is—he's obviously a left winger, and right now, who's Manchester United's left winger? Uh, obviously, Mr. Goals himself, Marcus Rashford. the most informed player in the country right now, Marcus Rashford. Yeah. But I, th- I think you know, uh, Ten Hag's doing the right thing in saying, like, uh, just allow him to play minutes coming off the bench, where it would be 40 minutes, 50 minutes, and just allowing him to flourish. And then maybe in a season or two, then slowly start having him start. Or in mm. games that don't have much meaning to them, maybe towards the end of the season. Say if we can't win the league and top four practically secured, then you're like, OK, maybe we can give him some more starting minutes just to see how we can thrive in that uh, um, situation. But I think for the minute, especially like you say, you've got Rashford ahead of you. It's better for him to be coming off the bench at this minute in time in his career because he's still really young, so he's got plenty of years ahead of him. Yeah, as you said, it seems to be down to whatever happens next season, and that was also brought into discussion when Gary Neville was talking on Sky yesterday, seeing all this stuff, trying practically trying to sell Harry Kane to, <laughs> to, to, to Manchester United. Saying he'd also pay only fifty to sixty million for Declan Rice, we know that's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't think. Well, on his performances this season, I wouldn't be paying that. Oh no, there's still a quality player there. I don't know. I, yeah, but it's what he's worth to West Ham, and they obviously still believe he's a hundred million pounds, probably. Mm. I mean, he's in that chest. You've got to think him and that's him and Casemiro in the midfield. Does that work? Are they not both similar players? Yeah, I feel like they'd be very. Like, like a Declan Rice right now fits better at Arsenal than a Manchester United. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Uh, I think it wouldn't surprise me if you see United going in for midfielders because obviously there's um, 
there's Declan Rice, there's going to be talk of Jude Bellingham. Frankie de Young rumour seems to be coming back up again yesterday. Um, so it, it seems that United want to try and bring in a midfielder this uh, summer and a couple of strikers that I've seen, or like a striker and two midfielders. I think while we're on it, should we just preview the Liverpool game now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're the... might as well. Yeah, we'll come um, back to the FA Cup stuff for a bit. <laughs> And it's only looking ahead to the quarterfinal draw. Um, but yeah, looking ahead to this weekend's fixture, obviously that is the key one uh, this weekend in the Premier League, Man United versus Liverpool. Ten points between the two sides, uh, United in third, Liverpool in sixth, although I don't know how they are there. I mean, they've got the first wins. time Manchester United have looked infinitely better than Liverpool in quite a while. Yeah. And although Liverpool have picked up like wins recently in the league, like won three of their last four, I feel like they haven't really been like the only big team that they've played realistically is Newcastle. But even Newcastle have been on a bit of the downward fall in recent weeks. I mean, the other games, other wins that they've got are against Everton and Wolves, who have been quite poor this season. So I'm still not seeing something enough to go okay. Liverpool are there and can be a threat to the top four just yet. Yeah, it looks like the last few games Liverpool have started to find something. They they clearly may have a thing with Nunez, Gakpo, Salah, the front three. Mm-hmm. They they're finally cooking as they as they <laughs> would want. But yet there doesn't help that the rest of the team shit. Yeah. And I think if you give Marcus Rashford time up against that Liverpool defence, I think he's, he can easily score one or Marcus two Marcus Rashford against Trent Alexander-Arnold. Defending as well. Hi, kids. How'd you wives? <laughs> There's going to be a murder this Sunday. It, this goes Harry Graps. Oh, yeah. this, this could be bad. <laughs> yeah, it really could. Yeah. Like, Liverpool, the thing that they always were known for was their midfield. And yet that is so weak as of late. Yeah. It's never the same three as well. It always changes. Mm. Like whether it's Henderson, Milner, Harvey Elliott, um, that young Stefan Biakata. By, by, uh, by Tetic. <laughs> by Tetic. I don't know how it's pronounced. Uh, who looks quite decent at, from what we've seen. Um, but yeah, we just don't need, we don't seem to know what, Klopp is going within that midfield, but it's it's just not the same midfield as it was in previous years. Should, should we play just... a game of predict the midfield three? I don't even want to do that because we, we could <laughs> be do. here forever I, trying to. I do. It's interesting. I think they're going to go Fabinho, Henderson, Vitesic. I think Henderson, Vitesic, and. I think they'll show Milner in there. Just oh, to try Christ. Disrupt, just to try and disrupt something. I think James Milner will end just up Just for playing. Carnage. Yeah. Carnage and Vibes put James Milner in that midfield for it. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're always hoping that Milner's in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me that midfield. Just put Casemiro. Just leave Casemiro with them for it. Casemiro against Milner. That is <laughs> chaos. Right. That is rats straight away. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't even know if I want to guess the defence as well <laughs> for Liverpool. 
Uh, who's who's even fit? Um, I think they've got the normal-ish back four. I think Joe Gomez is the only defender missing now. I think Trent... It's a good thing for them, probably. Yeah, Trent, Matip, uh, Virgil and... Uh, Can I send still out? Is he not a bench option? I think he's still out. I think. Or well, he's uh, not fully fit. I'm not too sure on him. But, uh, yeah, I think this is one of the few times United definitely, in recent years, United come to this as favourites based on how they've been playing in recent weeks. One of the top sides in European football uh, since the World Cup. And, yeah, with how they've been playing in recent weeks. The more and more I look at Man United, I think that you look good now, but you're coming for a title charge next season. Oh, yeah. Give us, like, two or three more of Ten Hag signings. You had a Harry Kane in there. <laughs> and then, then they're cooking. Even uh, permanently signing Sabitzer. The more I think about it, Harry Kane in that United setup, if he plays similar to how Weghorst is, that's perfect. Yeah, because it's, it's similar to what he does now at Spurs. Yeah. Plus, he'll get you goals. Yeah, I think it works. They've just got yeah, to pay that... the props. Yeah. And obviously negotiating with Daniel Levy is notoriously hard. But yeah, um, on the game itself, I'm going into this one relatively confident. Obviously, I this, think you should be. Obviously, there's still doubts. So like, oh, bit of if and off because it's Man United versus Liverpool and you're always going to have them nerves. But um, if you think about it, this was Ten Hag's first win in the league this season. Obviously, after losing to Brighton and Brentford uh, the first two weeks. Game week three, absolutely dominated Liverpool, didn't they? Yeah, but you also needed a massive bounce back at that point, given how, how badly the season started. Oh, yeah, that was 100% true. But, uh, but yeah, you're in a better place now, which makes it more scary. Yeah. Um, other games this weekend, it's the uh, afternoon one, uh, the, well, the lunchtime one, Manchester City, Newcastle. Mm-hmm. This feels like a big win for Manchester City is needed to try and keep a hand on Arsenal, obviously, because Arsenal played midweek um, against Everton. Smashing. To open that five-point uh, lead at the top of the table now. So, I feel yeah. like City, City really need a win here. Should Man City playing the FA Cup, of course they won. They're in the quarterfinals. Yeah. It was 3-0 in the end against Bristol City. It was an easy one. Yeah. Get a bit of wine from Nigel Pearson <laughs> after the post match. Uh, always nice. Yeah, that's. I'd seen this morning. I'm still trying to find it just to get it right. That's, it, to do with Man City, it was uh, the. La, it, should we wait actually for the European talks to go on what the La Liga chief has been saying this morning? I mean, that man is always saying some weird stuff. So. Up. We'll wait for the Europe talk. But yeah, Man City, their backup court of artists, and they're playing a very well-known figure <laughs> in the court of honors. Because yeah. of course they are. It's the script. Sport is scripted, remember. <laughs> uh, definitely. Uh, obviously, that is... I wish you could find the prick who keeps doing Villa scripts. Fucking <laughs> arsehole. <laughs> He's got, oh, he's consistent. I'll give him that. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, back on this game for the weekend. Yeah, City 
drawing two of their last four. Newcastle always also drawing two of their last four games. Um, it definitely feels like a big one for City if they are trying to keep in this title race for as long as possible. And obviously playing first gives them that uh, advantage to say, look, Arsenal, this is what you've got to do. Oh, obviously Arsenal playing later on on Saturday against Bournemouth. Um, but City, it feels like it is needed uh, a win for them. Yeah, and I feel like Newcastle will be so up for this as well after last week, and they'll look at Man City as a, a an opportunity. I think Eddie Howe's got a... I can't remember, he didn't do great against Man City with Bournemouth. No. Um, but it's a different subject now, and yeah. Yeah, I think yeah the reverse for... fixture of this as well finished in a 3-3 draw. It was one of the games in... of the season, yeah. Yeah, back in August, so... However, the odds are obviously heavily stacked against Newcastle because of what Man City's home record against Newcastle has been like over the last couple of years. I mean, if we flip back to last season, winning uh, 5-0 at uh, the Yeti had, and then the season before that, the 2020-21 season, winning 2-0. So you'd say Man City are heavily favourites in this one because they've won uh, their last 13 home games against Newcastle. So it's got to put them in good stead. I thought there's also have to mention off-field stuff in Newcastle because it's come out about new court documents in the US that maybe potentially look a bit wrong to them. The Premier League are being urged to re-examine the assurances that were given by their Saudi owners that the the Middle East state doesn't actually have control of the club and yet this document potentially proves they might. (laughs) Mm. What? They're frauds? Oh, no. I mean, it is one of them. What? It's one of them where I don't feel like the Premier League's going to change much into it. I found it weird that it was, it was that individual that she, she had, Amanda Staveley had to come out and reassure, reassuring that the PIF weren't involved in the match or had no interest in buying Manchester United or Liverpool. It was like, nobody asked. Why are you bringing that yeah. up? <laughs> I feel like it was mentioned because there was talk of some Saudi owners buying Manchester United and like I feel, I feel like categorical reports came out straight away saying it wouldn't be PI if it would be uh, someone some else, like a private, bank, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some uh, <clears throat> private equities if they would uh, end up buying it. So, just to be asked, any preference, Saudis or Ratcliffe? From what I've been, do you mean Qataris or Ratcliffe? Well, it was Saudi. Oh, yeah, it was Qataris. Yeah, it was Qataris. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, from what I've seen, you didn't stop the, From what I've seen of the reported bid so far, I'd go with the guitarist just because Jim Ratcliffe doesn't seem to have the full like money. You and... don't. You're asking me the the richest man in Britain doesn't have the money. <laughs> well, from some of the reports. You've I've been reading like he's been getting uh, potentially like a couple of banks to be working alongside him uh, in any sort of like potential deal. And does this then oh, it almost add to the theory that the Glazers are just drawing up the price so actually they don't have to sell him in? I mean, I think well, we haven't seen any because people like... thought it was coincidental that he was at the cup final. Yeah, I think it's one of them where. People don't know what the full prices of those first two confirmed bids were from Sir Jim Ratcliffe and uh, 
the Qatari businessman. I can't think of his name at the top of my head. Um, Jassim, something like that. Yes, Sheikh Jassim bin Al Thani. I think that's it. I mean, that's a guess. Um, a fair one. <laughs> yes. Um, so it's one of them where we don't know much into it and confirm reports and there's still some stuff going around like whilst them two are the main two bidders that have come forth there are other people in the background that are uh, have bid or are expecting to bid just to see like go forth into the like later rounds of the bidding so it's one i'm still expecting to take a couple of weeks before we hear anything more concrete and i think over the next week or two it's just going to be purely rumors based on like what the press are going to try and sell and make more of the story as possible in that sense yeah there's something that'll be more interesting uh other fixtures arsenal bournemouth that should be a walk over really for arsenal you think unless bournemouth are fully up for it and then back it is difficult as possible for them to be broken down villa against palace is happening I don't know how to see this one going. It's as, I mean, obviously... I'm, I'm going to do it for you. It's as mid-table as it gets, and it quite literally is because we're 11th and 12th. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it's We're the points. two teams that just exist. Yeah, at this minute, you're, you you're the ones that are just there. We are. And then it's Brighton against West Ham, I think is interesting. Brighton could do with winning this one. Just to, confer, just to reassure themselves that they've still got a chance at Europe and West Ham need this just to stay away from the relegation yeah 100% they need to get a move on away from that bottom three as much as possible and as quickly as possible as well and then there's Chelsea versus Leeds which is always an interesting one they have a bit of a rivalry a small one brewing I feel and Chelsea are desperate right now just just for a win as a Leeds in a way Chelsea are desperate for a goal there's this hat as well. I, I genuinely think this could be quite interesting. If he loses this know. one, then I, yeah, I don't know how he, he almost does that, I feel. I don't know. I know I, I'm I, trying I, to remember your theory, but it's like they're not thinking that. Todd no, Hurley's not believe, listening to this podcast and thinking, I oh, should listen to that Reagan Walsh bloke. It is just. He should as... do. <laughs> he should. That's what you're thinking. Just trust the process and give him time. You'll be given time, trust me. I don't see any sort of result bringing in uh, the sack sooner for uh, Grant Potter. Again, I feel like this has got draw written all over it, this one. It almost does. It's de- I feel like it's going to depend on Leeds, really, in a way. Yeah, 100%. It depends on what Leeds turns up. And then Wolves against Tottenham is the last three o'clock kickoff. Uh... Again, we could see a very inconsistent Tottenham in this because mm. Wolves, Wolves at home are are okay. I feel they're lacking goals, which is the reason why they're not pulling away. However, they haven't won any of their last six home games against Spurs, drawing two and losing four. So they haven't beat Spurs at home since February 2010. Stat shagger. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my. Little step for you there on that one. Um, yeah, both teams are inconsistent at this minute in time. I feel like with all of these, it was screams now, now, doesn't it? Yeah, a lot of these three three o'clockers this weekend. I'm like, it could go one way, like I could see either side winning, or it could just be like a draw heavy weekend in in those three o'clock games. 
Yeah, don't tell me that because I'll do it in Super Six and then we'll get goals galore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. the half five kickoff is, I guess it's a relegation six pointer. It's Southampton against Leicester. Yeah, Southampton desperately, desperately, like we said, need to pick up points, four points from safety. Leicester in 14th got a three point clearance away from. Uh, Everton and Bournemouth, who are both on 21 points, but Everton have played a game more than uh, Leicester City at this minute in time, so that gives them that tiny bit of leeway. And I think another thing for them is the goal difference is also helping Leicester because their goal difference is minus six, and the only other team in single figures below them is West Ham, who are also on minus six, where everyone else is high. Uh, next, it's Leeds on minus 10. Then you got Wolves minus seventeen, Everton minus nineteen. But Wolves on minus seventeen is a, it's a really surprising one. It's just they haven't been scoring goals this season. That's yeah. fine. So it just adds up over time. But yeah. Leicester's thing right now is if Madison's fit, you back him. If he isn't, you fear for them. Yeah. So if he's and, fit, uh, then yeah, they should win this. And then I if he isn't, he is fit. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I'd seen somewhere that he's, he's okay. Mm-hmm. So, you get back on, I guess, but who knows, to be honest. Leicester also in the inconsistent realm yeah. a little bit as well. So, I've said, I just don't know again. <laughs> I just don't see anything. Unless... They're slowly, I, I know I'd back them maybe after the Chelsea one, but yeah, maybe start adding them to the, the Goners stage again. Yeah. Put them back in the goners here. Like the only thing that really saves Southampton this weekend is if Leicester have a really poor performance and then again James, they're relying on James and Woodprouse to get a set piece and they win it 1 0. Yeah. Uh, moving to the Sunday fixtures, we said Liverpool, Manchester United is at half four, but the other one at two o'clock is Nottingham Forest against Everton. Maybe also another big relegation six point and Forest just slipping slightly, but their home form is what's going to save them. And I said this, and I think they're going to win this one. See, I feel like this is the one where you see the resurgence of Dyke Ball again after. Dyke Ball. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I said Dyke, I mean Dyche. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is the type. Daryl Dyke of West Brom is playing Everton there. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is the type of resurgence game that Everton need after a bit of uh, lulling. The last two games, obviously, losing against Arsenal midweek and then losing to your lot last weekend. A fixture against Sartangham Forest, who, like you say, have been on a bit of the wayside recently, is perfect for... They'll be uh, after a massive bounce back after the West Ham game, though. Yeah. And they are a different beast at home, so I back them. And I think they win this, they're, they're staying up. Well, I'm going to go with Everton on this one. And then Monday night, uh, we have... Brentford versus Fulham. London Derby. This one is a derby. These two do dislike each other. Yeah. Uh, should be a very interesting game. Two teams that are having much better seasons than probably many expected. Seventh versus ninth. Four points the between for them. for the Conference League place. <laughs> I mean, that is Just one like the Europa League place, actually. <laughs> it's higher than that. No, no, seventh is Conference League. Fulham was sixth. Well, my seventh. The seventh now. I don't. This table changes every fucking day. <laughs> Liverpool are sixth with a better goal. How are Liverpool sixth? Because they have a better goal difference. That's what I just said. Listen to me. 
Stupid, really. <laughs> I don't deserve it. Tottenham no, and Liverpool should not be fifth and sixth. No, Tottenham fourth. Probably, you're probably about to tell me now as well. Yeah, they are fourth. How? Because Newcastle have dropped off massively. They're on 41 points, Spurs are on 45. The Premier League's a joke. <laughs> it's making for an entertaining season, though. Yeah, sort of. Uh, bring on the European games now. There's a lot of discuss, I feel. Yep, so we'll start off in Germany because we've got a fantastic game tonight as Dortmund take on uh, RB Leipzig at half past seven. Nice. Uh, then Saturday today, uh, Union Berlin, they take on uh, who is it? Cologne. FC Cologne. Yep, so it should be comfortable victory there for them to get back into winning ways. Mönchengladbach take on Freiburg and Bayern Munich travel to Stuttgart on uh, Saturday evening. You said there's a relegation clash between Bosham and Schalke. Yes, I have. This is a big, big one because obviously two teams definitely down. Um, like you said, in the relegation zone, Schalke, massive fall off from what we used to know as uh, youngsters. Yes. It's 19 points and 16 points respectively. Schalke at the bottom. Um, big win is needed for them because if Schalke get the victory and Stuttgart and Hoffenheim also lose, that's then 14, uh, four teams on 19 points, which could make a very uh, entertaining last couple of weeks in the Bundesliga. Yes. Um, I'd love to go to La Liga next. Sure. Given the, the events of this week, the Copa del Rey semis happened. Yeah, first El Clasico happened. Barcelona winning that one one nil last yeah. night. They used to get Barca ahead of Real now somehow in the. Li- yeah, they look. Unless they play each other in the Champions League, then I'd be backing Real Madrid any day. In the Champions League, I know they can't, but like if it came to it, it like uh, next yeah. season or so, I'm still backing Real Madrid because they can turn into God mode. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's Barcelona. Weird that the, like, Real Madrid can't seem to get it together in the league. Yeah, and uh, Xavi's got his side playing absolutely fantastically at the minute. Um, speaking of them too, this weekend, Barcelona travel, uh, play host to Valencia on Sunday lunchtime at a weird kickoff time of quarter past three for us. It's for us, but La Liga tends to do that sometimes. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, Real, Madrid, yeah, Real Madrid travel to Real Betis on the evening. Um, and then Atletico Madrid, they play host to Sevilla. Whilst uh, third place Real Sociedad, they play tonight against Cadiz, uh, who are 16th. So it should be an easy win for Real Sociedad. Yes, and now I think it's a good time to talk about their La Liga president, Javier Tebas, and his little comments. We've seen them this morning, they were probably yesterday. Premier League credibility on the line with Man City case. I mean, he's not wrong, but maybe look in the mirror, pal, because I forgot there was any credibility left with La Liga. Has there ever been any credibility in La exactly. Liga? Exactly. Like, you want to don't even go, don't go to us. Just go watch Jamie Carrigan giving it to Guillaume Balaguer. Like he said it perfectly. Yeah. Just La Liga can't come to us to talk about credibility. Yeah. Yeah. Like, to me, he's, he's got no legs to stand on whatsoever. No. Uh, right. 
that's all I really have to say on it, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's just be quiet, have you, Tibbet? Look at your own, look in your own kitchen before you start criticising that ki- the kitchen of your neighbours. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> it's a new thing I've just made up. <laughs> you fully did. You were, you, were, yeah. you were getting there, but you didn't sound too sure of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> As, I, I, I know what I want, what I meant. It like, sounded better in your head, that, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's like, don't criticise others when you've got problems of your own, basically. Somebody, somebody clip that and send it to us, if you can. <laughs> uh, elsewhere. I want to talk Serie A now. Fine. I had a nice midweek as well. <laughs> I actually didn't see the midweek games in Italy. Those that you saw... that had never won yes so that was a nice surprise for them oh Jose (laughs) did you understand that he's been sent off more times than any player this season yeah this guy it's almost like he may actually have a a, a legal case (laughs) Mm. threatening legal action because he keeps getting sent off (laughs) have you seen the reports as well about him earlier on this week this over the under fourteen. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. An icon. Fuck it. If that is true, started booing. Was it the Lazio under fourteen players when they were taking? Uh, was it a penalty or something? Yeah. Kids crying now. Well done. He's thirteen. Nice one, Jose. His son's crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then telling god. the players to feign injury to waste time. Like that is peak hey, Jose. She tells him. <laughs> That is just peak Jose shithousery, man. Honest to God. Absolutely. Oh, Project Jose it. is just them learning the dark arts. <laughs> uh, speaking of this weekend's fixtures in Italy, fantastic game to look forward to tonight as first place Napoli take on fourth place Lazio. Um, obviously, Napoli running away with uh, the league now, and especially when you've got the forward two of Victor Osimhen and Kavrishela. Like Every week you have a different way of saying it. Richard Caracelia. Thank you. Um, How yeah, is it I'm better you... at the pronunciations than you? Because it's a Georgian name and I don't go around pronouncing Georgian I, I still want this guy in the Premier League just to hear Paul Merson try to, to attempt to, to say his name on Soccer Saturday. I mean, just shove Napoli into the next round. of. Are they still in the Champions League, Napoli? Yes. But I think well, they've stopped doing the Soccer Saturday like stuff with either because there's not as many teams yeah he tried to say it he will have an aneurysm you can't even say his first name kavicha right and you kavicha the vicar no it's kavicha the vicar no kavicha paul jesus christ or or as you said yesterday to me paul merton no leave that out this is that was autocorrect i genuinely did put merson and it all corrected me because even when I put Merson, for some reason, it says that Merson is wrong. Oh, honestly, don't get us started on autocorrect because it does my head in. Come on, Apple. Sort yourself out. But anyway, Syria, there's another massive fixture Sunday because Jose's anger is coming out again, or even though if he's not there, like Roma against Juventus. Oh, I'm here for it. He's watching that on the, the team bus, isn't he? Oh, 100%. Love him. <laughs> Absolutely. He's just stopped giving um, a damn. That's that's why it's amazing. Yes. 
that should be a really good watch on Sunday. Elsewhere, Inter Milan take on Lecce earlier on in Sunday, and on Saturday, AC Milan travel to uh, Fiorentina. And Atalanta play host to Udinese. And finally, over to France now. Uh, PSG play tomorrow evening against Nantes. Uh, second place, Marseille. They travel to Rennes on Sunday. Lyon play host to Lorient. And fourth place, Lens. They play host to Lille tomorrow. So that should be a good game between Lens and Lille. Fourth versus sixth. Yeah, it should be nice. And for my people who are on Benteke watch... <laughs> Or is that just me? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, DC United are playing at half 12 on Sunday. That is Sunday morning. I was going to say half 12 all the time. That's brilliant. Half 12 but... on a Sunday morning. <laughs> yes, they're, they're playing. Uh, so they're playing in Columbus. I think we're looking at. Yes. If it was half 12, we'd be looking at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> roughly, anyway. And we finally get to see the champions, LAFC, because they play tomorrow evening against Portland Timbers. Yeah. <laughs> finally, for the first time this weekend. And obviously, uh, the new team, uh, St. Louis City FC, they played their first home game in history against uh, Charlotte. And one of the newer teams. Yes. So, hopefully we get a nice weekend of uh, action from the MLS, although timings aren't very much in our favour this weekend as they never seem to be this early on in the season over in America. It never is but uh, highlight packages are there and I will always be on Benteke watch (laughs) Uh, Right that is it for this week uh, I believe unless anything else has happened that we may have missed That I can think of if you want to do so I can scour Twitter right now because you know what it's like things come out when we record Every time. Well, I've just I've just had a quick look and I haven't seen anything too uh, damning for us. Obviously, we'll have the second legs of the Champions League games next week, I believe. So we yes, have that coming I believe up. so. I'll get a gather that. Yeah. Uh, so we have the second legs of this week. It will be this week coming. It's Chelsea versus Dortmund, Benfica, Club Bruges, and then on Wednesday, Tottenham, AC Milan. Buy me a PSG, and then the other fixtures are a week later. But we'll have more on that on our preview, uh, on our review show on Monday. This week, in obviously the women's game, it is the Conti Cup final uh, on Sunday. And if you want to hear more on that, make sure you check out Women's Football Talk on YouTube, where we have a full breakdown of the, the line. <laughs> well. Uh, as you were scouring the internet, I thought I'd get into it. Uh, there was nothing, and I missed my one line. My only line of consistency, and you took it from me. Well, you can have it back later on in the week. Something <laughs> happening next week? <laughs> Not that I know of, but we can look at that next week. Anyway, but in we'll the meantime, <laughs> Just make sure you're following uh, at Women's Football Talk on Twitter and YouTube and Instagram as well for anything there. And for us, that is it for this week. We'll be back, like I said, Monday to review the weekend's action. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you're following us on Twitter at FTC Pod for all the latest breaking news and that you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts from. In the meantime, we'll see you soon. <laughs>